0: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
1: Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to birthday month for the Americans with Disabilities Act. As you know, throughout this month, we're having profiled national leaders on the show, like Senator Harkin, like Tony Coelho. But I've got to tell you, I am excited about our guest today. He is a civil rights leader in the United States for all of us living with disabilities. He has moved the needle on employment, and everyone knows how terrible employment is for Americans with disabilities. I know him personally. He's the real deal. He's a wonderful person. It is my honor to have Director of OPM, John Berry, on our show today. Welcome to the show, John.
0: Joyce, it's a joy to be with you.
1: Well, it's a joy to have you. And, John, before we get going here, for our listeners uh, throughout the country and later on throughout <laughs> the world when this is replayed, could you let everyone know um, you are the federal government's chief people person um, what What is that? What does your agency do?
0: Well, uh, Joyce, our mission is to recruit, retain, and honor a world-class workforce that serves the American people. Uh, what we do is HR policy, human resource policy for 1.8 million employees of the federal government. And, uh, we also honor two million retirees and their dependents who have served the government, uh, during their career over their lifetime. And, uh, uh, Joyce, it is, uh, one of our most important missions is making sure our workforce reflects the amazing and wonderful and powerful diversity of our country and uh, that's why i've got uh, i'm so excited to be with you today i've also got some data that i know you can't wait to hear and it's uh, it's a pretty darn good news story
1: well i'm going to tell you something i mean you do represent all diversity but I so much appreciate as an American with a disability that that includes us, that we are included. Um, And you may go ahead with the data you were referring to.
0: Well Joyce, uh, as you know, uh, President Obama made this a high priority and uh, back in July 26 in 2010, you were with uh, the President when he signed Executive Order 13548. Uh, and challenged all of us uh, to uh, hire people with disabilities to make sure we were tapping this amazing pool of talent. And uh, back then, uh, people with disabilities represented 5% of our federal workforce. Now, we included postal employees back then. We are taking them out of the picture now. Uh, because we want it, we want to represent just the core federal employees in terms of the numbers i 'm going to give you, so even working off a smaller pool, uh, right now, one year later, people with disability represent seven point four one percent of our overall federal workforce that 's up two point four one percent
1: wow, wow that 's um, wonderful.
0: Now, there's more good news to this, Joyce, that represents that 7.4 captures people with targeted disabilities and all disabilities as they're reported. But I think it's fair, uh, and it's one of the things we're going to be discussing with uh, folks all across the disability community, is we're also engaged in making sure we re-employ veterans. And as you know, many veterans are returning from uh, battle these days with very severe disabilities. And the VA uses a percentage category. They say if if a veteran is 30% or more disabled, they're entitled to greater benefit. And so what I've done is said, well, look, how many of our workforce, if we were to add those 30% disabled veterans in to this number, that 7.4, Joyce, would jump to over 11%. Of our workforce, which is truly a truly wonderful wow. number that 's over two hundred thousand Americans with disabilities working for our government today it's uh, it 's a wonderful uh, asset for us. They are bringing amazing talents they're a great resource. We are so happy to have them as part of our family and uh, we 're glad that we have uh, we 've jumped that up from the five percent we started with so I think we're in, we're in a good track, Joyce, and there's more to come, a lot more to come
1: well, uh you are absolutely a hero and champion to all of us. Including veterans with disabilities, uh, how shameful is it to come back from Iraq or Afghanistan and not be able to find employment when you return with a disability um, and we, we really, really are so excited about what you're doing uh, and just so everyone knows this listening to the show, uh, keep watching Director Barry because he doesn't even know this, but we have given information about him to USA. Uh, networks, USA on television, USA networks, and to Comcast, which, as you know, owns uh, Universal Studios and NBC and so many other things. And why we're all doing this, uh, and Soledad O'Brien, why we're doing all of this is because, you know, we haven't had a lot of champions. We know them. We know Tony Quello. You know, we know Justin Dart. But here we have someone that doesn't have a disability that is out there fighting for us. So, you know, we, we cannot thank you enough for everything that you've done. I will never be able, folks, I'm sorry to take um, all of these calls and or questions, but I am going to read a few that have been tweeted or from Facebook. And the first is from Cindy in North Carolina. Um, Director Barry, thank you. My question is, you help us and you don't have a disability why
0: well joyce i'll tell you this is uh, the disability community is the only community that every one of us could join in the flash of an eye in the split of a second uh... you know we we uh... this is a community that that we have to recognize represents millions and millions of americans and it is an open door community uh... every one of us uh... you know there is not an american who doesn't have someone with a disability in their family or who knows someone with a disability personally and they know full well uh... that at some point in their life they may become part of this community and so uh... you know the other reason joyce i'll tell you is i uh... worked for ten years with congressman steny hoyer and uh... Uh, Mr. Hoyer, as you know, is like a second father to me. Uh, he uh, he uh, uh, was the person that Tony uh, Coelho, who is another one of my great heroes and mentors, uh, turned to to uh, carry the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, and uh, I was Mr. Hoyer's legislative director at that time, and uh, working with Melissa Shulman on our staff, um, it was such an honor uh... to uh, to see the passion and dedication that mr hoyer uh... put into that effort and i got to meet so many passionate americans who had disabilities through that effort that i came away recognizing this is an amazing group of people this is a talent source this is a base of creativity that we need to have engaged in our workplace and so that's where my passion comes from Joyce uh, I'm so excited uh, that uh, the president gave me the opportunity to have this job and uh, as my mom used to say when she was alive if you're you're ever given an opportunity and given some power you better darn well do some good with it and I think uh, this is certainly uh, one area where we've been able to uh, do some great good for the country
1: Yes you have Uh we are not able to take a lot of calls but we do have a listener on the line, uh, go. A- I mean, a caller on the line, go ahead.
2: Hello. 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 Yes. Jo- Hello, John. This is Cogger from GSA. How you doing? Good, sir. Hey, um, I'm working full tonight, full time in diversity leadership and coaching now. So, uh, I'm interested to find out from you the top five best practices that you recently saw in the agency diversity plans that you looked over and which agencies are considered the top five in the diversity leadership and coaching. Notice I did not say management. I think we need to change the vernacular in this area. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, look, uh, there are so many tools that we need to turn to. Having a full and aggressive diversity inclusion council that engages all the levels of leadership in an organization is, is job number one. Making sure that you have uh essentially the leadership engaged so that they can continue to drive and build accountability into the metrics uh is essential. So uh the having a very aggressive and active council is is one. Uh two is making sure that those councils touch and reflect every working part of the agency so that everybody's included and everybody's involved so that if if anybody is facing unique challenges, they can be brought to the fore and resolved and and addressed. Um, Three, I think uh, I would put mentorship. Uh, The, uh, um, the, you know, mentorship is so powerful uh, that, uh, um, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere in my career without the mentors I've had in my life. And so... uh, Uh, you know, that is, that is an essential element, I think, to the extent we can link, uh, you know, one of the things we're doing, and you well know, uh, is we're, we're, we're moving the numbers up of people coming in with disability. Well, now we've got to make sure we retain them. And I think one of the keys to retention is having people you can turn to when you're having a problem. And that's where mentors come in. And then finally, I would say training is one of the key elements we're looking at in these, uh, plans and making sure that we have aggressive training, not only for, uh, uh, you, you know, your head uh, leaders in the organization, but right down through every supervisory chain so that every base of the organization is part of this puzzle, uh, because that's how we're going to continue to have a workforce that reflects the power and diversity of our country. Um, so, uh you know all of that ties together with accountability which is following these numbers making sure we have the metrics uh, that work on that and that's uh, that's part of where i think the president's executive order is so innovative uh, in putting this uh, program uh, under the president's management council which is all of the deputy secretaries across our government the chief operating officers of of each agency who are going to be meeting on a monthly basis and looking at this data and tracking it and making sure we're staying in the direction the president wants, which is 100,000 Americans with disabilities brought into our workforce over the next five years.
1: And I listen, I just want everyone to know, if John Barry wasn't doing this and pushing this, what would happen? I maintain years in the future in history books. You're going to read about him and what he did because guess what? No one has been doing this and we all know it. I think we have another caller on the line. Uh, go ahead, caller. Hi, uh, Joyce. This is Francesca Jabarian.
3: Hey, Francesca. Go ahead. Hi, um, Mr. Rary, um I work at USDA. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
3: I'm one of um, I actually, Joyce asked me to write a letter and I did to your office and, uh, she actually helped me, um, get a job, um, at USCA. and I'm from, um, I have dyslexia and I have epilepsy and I got hired in Mr. Reed's office, um, working for Robin Heard. and, um, One of the things that I have to say as being a federal employee is that um, it's actually been one of the best experiences And um, because I have worked in the private industry pretty much all my life, and I have uh, been treated pretty badly. I mean, I didn't know how to read until I was 10 years old. Um, When I was growing up, I was given the most brainless award by a teacher, and Mm. um, I think one of the things that I can say is that when I walked in, they gave me um, a tool called Dolphin Easy Tutor, and it helped me um, with my uh, writing, and really encouraged me to move up and I'll give you an example. I know this seems like I'm pumping up USDA but it's really when um working with Robin Heard, we uh the president called for, you know, we had to revamp all our web pages. She assigned me to a project to um, we had we have fifteen agencies under departmental management and we revamped our web page in six and a half months. We had our web page up and running, and it just showed how much as a supervisor that she cared and had that faith in me, which I've never had before. And well, Francesca,
0: so, I, I think that is just it's it's a testament to your strength that you have taken... Uh, the, the, uh, the pains, the slurs you suffered as a, as a young woman, um, and turn those into such strengths that, well, it, uh, it, you're it bringing is, that forward I, in why, our workplace.
3: Well, it is. And that's why one of the things I, I, I constantly, and I've told this to Robin, I said, having people with a disability, I realize that me having a disability is a gift and the people with disabilities work ten times harder. And when we had, um, not this past year, um, the previous year, when I first started working with her, one of the honors was how she she did not mention my name, but she talked about me and how she really said that they do work ten times harder and how she spoke highly of me. And I really have to say that, you know, Abraham Lincoln says that we really are the people's department because they really the they really help us climb the ladder. And you know, and now um I'm on detail as the as a disability program assistant because she wants to help me move up and now I get to work on some of our things trying to hire students with disabilities, doing workforce, you know, because it's one of our big priorities because that's what the president's asking for. And to be able to work with that is amazing. Francesca,
1: yes, I hate to cut you off, but I know I have other callers here on the line. No, no, that's okay. I just want to say, Francesca, you are an example of the great talent people could have if they would just open the door. And I just, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. I really do. Um, and you can count on that, that I will keep in touch with you. Uh, you're the best. Thank you for calling in.
0: And, Francesca, thank you for your service to our country. We are so glad you're at Agriculture. It's one of the most important departments in our government. Uh, and you're working with some great folks there. Pearlie Reed is one of the giants in the Senior Executive Service in our nation's history. Um and uh... robin is just one of the best in terms of human capital management human resource leadership uh... so you've you've got great mentors there stick with them and 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 take their advice because they know exactly what they're doing
1: Okay, Joyce, one let me of the just... things
0: i'd i'd love to point out is uh, i think it's so important is, you know, as the agency that's responsible for tracking this data across the government, I think it's very important we lead by example and that we show that we can, uh, move the needle on specific, uh, goals. And as you know, as we've spoken before, focusing on, f- on people with targeted disabilities, those are our people with the most severe disabilities, is a very important component of this plan, the strategic plan that the president has issued. And, at OPM, when we started this effort, we were below 1%, and I knew we wouldn't get anywhere if we just did this in small increments. And so I set a goal of 3%, and I'm glad to say uh, in the first year uh, we didn't hit it. We hit 2%. But I've gotten my 2012 data, and for half of the first half of 2012 this year, we're running at 4% of hires with targeted disabilities here at OPM. We're exceeding our goal. Uh, it shows it can be done. Uh, and uh, and it shows uh, the, der- that the power uh, of opportunity that we can create for people, even with the severest of disabilities. Uh, and, uh, and we love them. They are great in our workforce. They are making a huge difference. They're bringing amazing talent. And we're so proud to have them on our workforce.
1: And I'll tell you what, uh, John, Francesca is just one of many that got in touch with me to say how much she appreciated this. And, of course, I told her, well, then you send uh, a note to Director Barry and tell him that. But guess what? She included President Obama in the letter. Oh, that's And great. She, is, she is just one of many that has been doing this. As a matter of fact, Valerie Jarrett is coming to Pittsburgh um Next week, the week before the ADA to uh, an event here in Pittsburgh, and I was telling her about what you've done, and that what amazes me is how many people call me to thank me, and how I had to start telling them, hey, this is great, but thank Director Barry, because without him, none of this would happen. They wouldn't be able to gain employment. But as you can see, if you've been left out, oppressed, you know, never given a chance, then when you are, you are so grateful.
0: Um, well, and, I, and, and, I tell you, Joyce, it's, uh, you know, the president has uh, this, this, this is an issue from which that he leads from the heart. And uh, I know he is personally and passionately committed on this issue. Um, his chief staff person, as, as you know, Kareem Dale, is just brings phenomenal energy to this topic. And this is not an issue where just one person makes a difference you do not move these numbers uh, like we have moved them Uh, you don't go uh, moving one percent in the federal government is is thousands of jobs Uh, you know moving over two and a half percent is just an amazing increase it's almost 20,000 more jobs that we've been able to bring on of people with disabilities that happened because of all of the energy across our government has stepped forward and said, yes, we can help. We can do a better job on this. We can take advantage of this talent pool. And the president asked everybody, he's holding them accountable. Uh, but at the end of the day, the fact is, every agency is stepping up. And uh, uh, I'm just so proud of the across the board response from all of the agencies of our government, Joyce. It is something to be proud of you know a special shout out and thanks to all chief human capital officers they have helped to put wind under the wings of this, our EEO officers, our diversity and inclusion officers, all of those communities are for the first time working together and trying to bring this needle forward and uh, it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful joint effort.
1: Well, October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month so I hope all those Chief Human Capital Officers try to keep up with you. Because <laughs> if they if they if they if they can make things happen the way you can, you're gonna see a huge increase in employment. Um, uh, you know again, I sorry folks, I can't read all these tweets, but some of them are short and to the point. So here's one, Cindy from Maine. Uh, Director Barry, I love you. Because you are opening doors for our children. With disabilities to work thank you and I'm sorry go ahead
0: I was just going to say Joyce it's it's uh, we are taking advantage of an amazing talent pool that the nation is going to benefit from and that's what this is about is making sure we have a workforce that can deliver the highest quality products to the American people That the services, Joyce, you know, you know that federal employees, they ensure the safety of our food supply. They ensure uh, that diseases are are identified and cures developed. Uh, They treat our veterans who are coming home with wound care that uh, uh, in previous conflicts, quite frankly, they would not have survived. But because of the amazing advances that have been made by federal employees, doctors, nurses, medical technicians, um, we have wonderful, wonderful assets uh, that we need to involve in all of these very important jobs so that they can serve the public. And to the extent we do that, we will have better service to the country.
1: Um, and they, again, you know, I just, you can see why we all love him as you're listening to the show. Um, here we got a tweet from Nancy in California. Uh, John, just so you know this, we call you the disability employment king don't <laughs> think don't think we aren't watching you uh well, there we're, you go we a new, we're going to get you a new name disability employment king well,
0: that, the, that's a good
1: one i the, like that the, name uh, you,
0: you know as uh, as uh, as an early american political scholar uh, from that era you know i'm I, I we threw off the title king long ago and and don't want to go back there but uh, uh but I'll tell you one thing where I did take a title last year, Joyce, and it's the title uh, I am proudest of. Um, Last year, our little agency, you know, OPM is one of the small agencies. I I like to describe us as the grass of government. And, you know, the old adage, when the two elephants fight, it's the grass that gets hurt. Well, we're, we're the grass down there. We're a small agency. But last year, We had the highest percentage of disabled veteran hiring in the entire United States government. I hired more disabled vets by percentage than even the Defense Department and the VA. And so we took the title of number one in bringing back disabled vets and putting them to work in the workplace and making sure that we could continue to use their amazing skills and talents and let me tell you we are stronger and better because of it and uh... that's the title i'm proudest of is uh... Um, i don't you know every other agency's trying to take it away from me this year but i'm going to try to hang on to it as long as i can we're trying to stay number one and uh, if I can stay number one in disability hiring, that's my goal, and that's one I can be proud of.
1: That is awesome. That is a great achievement. And, you know, so I don't forget this, um, John Berry also last year was named a Tony Cuello Award winner, which all of you know is a very prestigious national award named after the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, uh, and he was given that honor. And what amazed me is he has this prominently in his office, this plaque. He has it prominently placed in his office. Uh, and, John, what did that mean to you to receive that event? That oh, award? my
0: gosh. Well, well Joyce, uh, you, you know, I, I grew up uh, studying at the feet of uh, giants like Tony Coelho, uh, and, and Tony is one of my personal heroes. He is uh, uh, he is somebody I have always looked up to in my career. I think he is one of the smartest and savviest minds and scholars I have ever met in Washington. But what has always attracted me to Tony is his heart. He leads from his heart. He has such passion and he is the definition of persistence. He is the one who taught me that if you want to succeed in Washington, then you need to be persistent and you need to sink your teeth in and never let go. And that defines Tony Coelho. And, and so he has, you know, to the extent I am a successful, uh, a manager today, uh, a good deal of the credit has got to go to Tony Coelho as, as, uh, one of my mentors. And, uh, and so to be given an honor that's actually named for him, uh, was, uh, Joyce, it, it brings a tear to my eye. It is, it was so humbling, uh, uh, to receive that from Tony and to have him there when it was presented, uh, was just one of the great joys of my life. And, uh, I will always treasure it and always, uh, remember it.
1: Well, I was there to hear, uh, your acceptance speech. Uh, that's when I said, uh, John Barry for president. I mean you are <laughs> oh, no, really we, we have a, have a good great president speaker. now,
0: Joyce, and we need to keep him.
1: <laughs> yeah, we wanna keep him. We do wanna keep him for four more years, but hey, you're young. You have the whole world before you and guess what there's 54 million americans with disabilities so you're really tapping into a great following uh speaking of people that impacted you you mentioned this earlier and we're going to have him on the show later this year but i must tell you i too idolize congressman Steny hoyer and i know you worked directly with him is that correct
0: Oh yes, uh, Joyce is in fact that's the longest uh, job I've ever had uh, has been with Congressman Steny Hoyer. I was his legislative director. Started out in his ledge team and worked my way up the ladder. Um I'll tell you he is uh, a giant and and someone who leads with integrity. Uh and as I described to you Joyce he's uh, a second father to me. Uh, uh he has uh, been uh, both uh, not only in that role but a, has been a guardian angel uh, throughout my life uh, cuz I I started working for him Joyce when I was 25. <laughs> I'm 53 now so you can see and and he has been involved with every year of my life since. Uh, he is just that wonderful a man, wonderful a person um and uh I I'll, I'll tell you one story Joyce that I think just captures uh how Wonderful a human being Steny Hoyer is. Um, when, uh, uh, my first partner, uh, passed away from AIDS, uh, after 10 years, um, uh, Steny was the first person to call me after that had happened. And, uh, it hadn't sunk into me that Tom was now gone forever until Steny got on the phone. And, he was so kind, because I, I literally I just broke down. And he said, John, hang on. And he pulled over. He was driving at the time. He pulled over to the side of the road and sat there in his car for what must have been a half an hour while I probably spent the majority of the time in tears, um, offering consolation and a warm heart. And he got me through what may have been the darkest hour of my life. And, uh, you know, Joyce, there's just no way you can ever thank anybody uh, who, who steps up in such a way and in such a noble way. Uh, it, it just gives you one example of the character of that man and why I revere him so.
1: Oh, I, you know, what a story. And I want to tell you what. He, I, too, have that same high respect for him. He, too has helped so much in the area of uh, quality of life for people with disabilities. What a great person for you to work with. You mentioned your partner. And for all of the young people listening to the show today um, who are gay and who are harassed at school and who are bullied at school, uh, John is the highest presidential appointee, openly gay. Um, and, John, since I've just brought that up, what advice do you have for anyone listening to the show?
0: Well, I'll tell you, uh, it, it, you know, follow your dreams and don't let anybody uh, deny them to you. You stick with them. Uh, in this country, you should be judged by one thing and one thing only, and that is how well you do the job, and nothing else should matter. And uh, I am able to hold my job because courageous people before me broke glass ceilings. Uh, you know, I'll tell you a happy story uh, that, it's not often a, a circle closes uh, in your lifetime, but Dr. Frank Kameny-Joyce was fired by the predecessor uh, of the office that I now hold uh, back when it was the Civil Service Commission in 1957. And he was – here's a guy who had fought in World War II in the Army in Europe who came home, got his Ph.D. from Harvard, and they fired him only because he was gay. Yeah, yeah. Frank was the first American. Now, this happened thousands of times. He was the first American to stand up and say, heck no. Uh, And he fought back, and he took the case all the way to the Supreme Court, and he lost. But he didn't let it go. It took him 25 years, but he was able to reverse all of those terrible, terrible prejudices that the generations before held. Psychiatrists used to consider... Uh, uh, you know, homosexuality, a mental disorder. He reversed that. Uh, Frank, uh, uh, got the uh, Office of Personnel Management to repeal their persecution of gay, the gay community. He fought to get security clearances and won. My entire career in public service was made possible because Frank Kemeny fought and fought for rights that every American should hold. The right to do the job well. And Joyce, I was so honored, he came to my swearing-in, and uh, I was able to present to him our highest honor, which is the Teddy Roosevelt Award. It's given to those who defend what I call the merit principle, that you should be judged by only how well you do the job. And Frank fought for that his whole life, and uh, I apologized for uh, his dismissal uh, uh, so long ago. And uh, Frank was such a generous soul, he stood up and he said, apology accepted, and I'm so honored to receive this award. And he said, you know, it's rare where you get to see what you fought for actually come to fruition. But seeing an openly gay man sworn into the seat of the position that had actually fired him back in 1957, Frank says, I've lived to see the end of the story, and it's a happy ending.
1: Oh, that is such a... Great story. I mean the ending. The first part is horrific. And, you know, I have a little story, and it's about John Barry. That I, You know, he may not remember this, but one of the first times I met him, and I was talking to him, I was telling him how I have met so many young high school students who are gay and have a disability and who just with this gay and disabled are just terribly bullied, and uh, some are, you know, trying to commit suicide and all of these things, and unfortunately some have. And when I mentioned this to him, he looked at me and he said, Joyce, if you ever need me to sit down and talk to one of these young people, just let me know. And when I left, wow, that really impacted me. And I, I, that was yours. that was when I first met you, John. And I don't even know if you remember that, but it will stay with me forever because I remember telling Tony Coelho and some other people, here's this man of great stature, a presidential appointee at the White House all the time, uh, in the news all the time. Soon we want to see in the national news about us, people with disabilities, and yet you told me you were willing to sit down and talk to someone. I'll never forget
0: that. Well, Joyce, uh, you know, as I like to say, I'm just a kid from Rockville. Uh, You know, my dad worked for a moving company, and my mom was an x-ray technician, and I was the first generation to be able to get to college in our family, and we only get to go as far as the shoulders of the people who were before us. And because of Frank, I had my career in government. It's the least I can do is to try to make that path a little smoother for the next generation, and I work hard to do that. Um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, one of the caps I wear is uh, the highest-ranking uh, LGBT person in the administration. Uh, that is the highest honor of my life, uh, was when this president, who is, in my opinion, the most historic president of my lifetime, Uh, called me and asked me to uh, join his administration, and uh, uh, it is such a great opportunity, and uh, uh, it has been one of great pride, and uh, I I think uh, not only have we moved the needle on hiring uh, uh, Americans with disabilities, and we will continue to do better, but we've also, Joyce, Move the needle on hiring our veterans returning. Uh, we've increased veterans hiring from 24 percent to over 28 percent now. It's the highest number of veterans who are working for the federal government ever, and it's the same thing with Americans with disabilities. Right now, we have more Americans with disabilities working for their government than we have in over 20 years, and really, as far as long as we've been keeping the data, and so. Uh, uh we're at a high water mark and it's only going to get higher because of this president and his commitment uh to uh, and his passion to making sure we have the best and the brightest to serve the american people um it's just been a great honor uh, Joyce. And, and i'll tell you uh from the lgbt perspective from that hat that i wear um this president has done more for our community uh than every other president before him combined from george washington to the present you know, when you think about it, he has, uh, you know, achieved uh, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Uh, he has uh, uh, made hate crimes against the law of the land for the LGBT community. Uh, he has allowed us to uh, be secure in our oaths uh, to protect our loved ones when they're sick in hospitals so that we can be at their bedside and not be denied that right by hospitals. Um and i could go on and on and and now has stood forward very proudly to support our rights uh... for marriage and my current partner of sixteen years and i i should say my fiance uh, uh... are are personally grateful to the president for his courage and uh... it's going to make the future a lot brighter so i hope we have just like frank has lifted the picture uh... we have tried to lift that picture i know the president has lifted the picture for our community and I guess what I would tell the next generation coming forward is, we expect a lot more of you because uh, you know you can now take this ball farther, and there is no glass ceiling in the United States, and uh, you run with that ball as far as you want to go.
1: Oh, I mean, you were just—you know—you were just so wonderful. Um, here we got Tom from New York. Uh, John Barry, I just want to tell you, we know you've got our back, so just so you know this, we've got your back. How well, true that is. How tr- And always remember, folks, listening to this show, there are so many of us. If we all get together, we have so much power. We are, in fact, once we get organized, the largest minority group. We are. We just, we're the silent, silent majority. We just got to get it going. But always remember, watch John Barry. Just watch what happens with him. You'll see what I mean. And he is, he is looking for out for us, and he does have our back. I think we have another caller on the line.
2: Hello, Joyce, John. How Hi there.
0: Mark,
2: how are you? This is Mark Perriello over at AAPD.
0: Hey, hey Mark, Mark. How are ya? I am
2: doing absolutely wonderful
0: um, right
2: yeah, I'm glad to be on the phone with you both um so John, I have a question for you first uh, before I do that though you know. It, just thank you for everything that you are doing uh, for people with disabilities. Um, and on behalf of the president, uh, your leadership has just been absolutely outstanding. Um, and, and I'm really just proud and honored uh, to call you a friend. Um, and so thank you for
0: everything. Um, and I know that there's more to come.
2: Well, God um, bless
0: you, Mark. Uh, it, you know, Mark used to be uh, with Presidential Personnel, and is one of the people I think who helped get me the uh, position cleared. So, uh, God bless you for allowing me the opportunity, Mark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, you are the right man for the job. Um, so, um, Mark, no, it,
1: Mark, before you ask him that question, and. are you? And Mark is the CEO and President of the American Association of People with Disabilities, which is the largest cross uh, disability membership group in the country with people like Tony Cuolo and Ted Kennedy Jr. on the board and uh, Cheryl Sensenbrenner and so many others, but I wanted to uh, say, Mark, do you agree with me that the disability community is going to remember him because I don't think even he realizes how big of a deal it is to move the needle on employment. Do you agree with that?
2: Oh, I 100 percent agree. Um, you know, the things that you are doing um, to to increase hiring and, and retention of people with disabilities in the federal workforce is huge. Um, you know, the work that is also happening um, to move forward. Um, Implementation on Section 503—that's um, absolutely going to be a game changer for for people with disabilities. Um, and so you, the president, um, have are really doing yeoman's work um, to transform, um, you know, what it means to be an American with disability, and and really to redefine uh, the employment opportunities that will exist in the future. So, it's historic, um, and I am very grateful. And I know that there are a lot of folks out there that are are grateful as well.
0: Well, Mark, thank you and, and, and thank you for your leadership so much for what you're doing on the private sector. Uh, I met this week with, uh, vice presidents and leaders of diversity and inclusion at Coke, AT&T, and Microsoft, and all three of them Uh, have a strong and passionate commitment to do the exact same thing, to make sure they're tapping into pools of talent that have historically been underutilized in the country. And uh, they get that the disability community is a talent-rich pool that we need to fully engage. And, in fact, if we don't, we're going to be disadvantaging our own competition and our competitive uh, abilities in the future. So, they're in there swing too and they we were sharing best practices and they were giving me some ideas as mm-hmm. you know, what worked in their area and, and we were sharing what was working in our area and we do that regularly and, and I know, uh, uh, they mentioned, uh, uh, they just love working with AAPD and, and, uh, uh, the creativity that you all bring, uh, uh to them and, 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 uh, so, so, uh, I, I share our hats off to you from, uh, from them for what you're doing on the private side of the house as well. Cool. Thank you. Um, so the question that I would like to pose to you, um, you know, you
2: were just talking a little bit about some of the great strides um, that have been made for the LGBT community um, it, during this administration. Um, and one of the reasons I think that we've seen such great success is there have been outstanding appointees from the LGBT community like you and others um, who have helped move the ball forward. Um, and so I was wondering if you might be able to give some advice to folks with disabilities who might be listening to the program today, um, to maybe just tell them a little bit about the appointment process and you know some of the things um, you might advise to folks who who are interested in political appointments. Um, and
0: I'll leave it at that. Well, great. Well, thank you, Mark. Uh, well, first and foremost, the President is always on the lookout for good talent and uh uh you know there's as you well know mark there's always a lot of turnover in these jobs they're pretty high demanding jobs they uh have long hours they take a lot of energy and uh and so that the churn rate in these positions is on average about eighteen months. uh... uh, now the good news is is this president has managed to uh... uh... to blow by that average and i think most of his uh... appointees have stayed in fact my whole political team here at opm uh... has stayed stuck with me the whole uh... a whole uh... four years and i've been so grateful uh... they're so talented Uh, i i i gotta tell you uh... the reason uh... if if any credit that uh... that comes to opm it goes to our whole team because uh... Everyone working on that team is a lot smarter than me, and uh that's exactly uh what the President does is he tries to find smart, talented people uh who can bring their talents and are willing to commit their shoulders uh to the wheel uh to help m- uh move that wheel forward for the american public and um so uh, if you're interested uh you know you should go online to the to the White House you should look at presidential personnel. Um, and you should apply for those areas that you're interested in. And uh, then uh, there uh, is a way and a process. You can get your resume and your talent in there and your your recommendations. Um, And then uh, those folks will will see if we can can match those talents up with an actual position in the government. And uh, so I encourage everyone to do that. Now, that's on the political side. Now, I, as, as my role, is I manage the career civil service of our government, which is non-political, non-partisan. And uh, that's uh, another area where we need the talent uh, uh, of uh, the disability community to be engaged and involved. And I hope people, if they're thinking of serving the public, you can do it from either a political role, or you can do it from a public service role, a career service role uh, in our government. And, uh, um, and and both are open to you. Both are welcome. We want you to know. Uh, we want you here. We want you to come and help make a more welcoming and creative environment. And that, that's, uh, that's how it keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. The only thing I would, I, I don't I hope you don't mind. I would
2: love to add to that is, you know, the, yeah. the career civil service is such an important piece, uh, cause those are the jobs that, that, you know, it doesn't matter who is at the top, um, you know, they're, they're the folks driving the trains, um, and making sure that things are moving forward. Um, and so I wholeheartedly well, I'll, I'll agree. give you an example, but, no.
0: Mark. At OPM, uh, we're an organization, we're 6,000 people, uh, large, and, uh, there are 24 <laughs> political appointees and uh, uh so uh, you know it, there's no question who drives the train uh it, it is it's you know it's the talented career civil service here that really gets the job done for the american people day in and day out they're the ones who deliver and make sure our important jobs are accomplished um our job is to make sure uh, we get them the resources and and uh, and that the laws are enforced and protected so that they can get their jobs done well All right. Well, thank you for everything. Joyce Bender, thank you for
2: everything you do as chair of AAPD to make uh, this place such an outstanding uh, organization because we couldn't do half of it without you. Um, So thank you both, and I look forward to uh, listening to the rest of the conversation. Keep up the fight, Mark. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much, Mark. What a great leader he is. Wow. I mean, he is he is awesome. You know what? I can see that I'm going to have to have you on the show again later this year because, like, I'm getting too many tweets and too many people calling <laughs> in, I won't get to ask you my questions. So I am going to try to ask these last three questions uh first, John, um, obviously. As you can see, and as I can see from all these people trying to reach you, um, you are inspirational. And as far as I'm concerned, you are our civil rights leader. And I want everyone listening to the show to know this, and everyone when it's replayed 12 hours later uh, throughout the world, he is our civil rights leader. So I have to ask you this. Who, who is it that inspired you? Um, like I've heard you speak many times, and every time you speak I'm spellbound. Uh, by what you talk about, and you, as I said, you just you, you just have so much soul. I mean, you're such a good speaker. Who who inspired you this way?
0: Well, I, I'll tell you. We we've talked, Joyce. There's been I, there's no one who uh, I've been blessed in my life to have such wonderful role models uh, from the very beginning. Uh, my father uh you know was uh, he volunteered for the marine corps before pearl harbor and uh was in the first marine division that served at guadalcanal and uh spent his youth there on that rock and uh if anyone is familiar with that battle um it was uh, not clear the united states was going to win that battle and uh it was our first toehold in the pacific in world war 2 and uh Japan threw everything they had at that rock to dislodge those young men, and uh, God bless them, they held and they held that rock. And uh, uh, my dad taught me the importance of public service, and and uh, <clears throat> and carried that forward. And I'm named Joyce for my uncle, his brother, who was a Marine fighter pilot who served along him in the Pacific, who sadly did not return and uh, gave his life for our country and. I'm honored to carry his name forward into this generation. Um, you know, we talked about Steny Hoyer and Tony Coelho and Frank Kameny, you know, all giants who I have been so honored and humbled to have met and worked alongside and, uh, uh and to have walked in their footprints and, uh, uh i i, I uh, am following the torches that they lay down uh you know for for people like me who who stumble along the way um but uh, uh you, you know i've been so fortunate that people like that joyce uh, there there's one other i would mention uh she was a a wonderful uh, leader and a woman uh, at uh, uh, you, you did not mention, but one of my passions has also been conservation, and I, I had the privilege of leading the National Zoo at one point uh, in my career, it, the job just before this, in fact, and uh, I got to meet a woman named Deborah Kleinman there, and uh, she she was so passionate, and uh, she saved literally countless species from extinction, and she did it by force of will. And uh, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, there's a, a little monkey, a golden little orange monkey called a golden lion tamarind. And they're from Brazil, but their numbers had fallen to about two to 300. And Deborah decided she was going to turn that around. And she took monkeys and bred them up and took them down and tried to release them into the wild, and they all died. And she stayed with it. She stayed with it. And, and she thought, how do I teach a monkey how to live in the wild? Well, she let them go in Rock Creek, right in the middle of D.C. And those monkeys had to get their own food and escape owls and hawks that wanted to eat them. And, you know, they had a tough life. But she took those monkeys to Brazil, and they bred like rabbits. Wow. And today there's over 2,000 of those golden line tamarins in the wild. Well. Deborah passed away a year ago to cancer and I was talking with her the day literally before she passed away and I fully expected to, you know, she knew what was going to happen. I knew what was going to happen. I thought she was going to reminisce over her career and I called her up and you know what Deborah did? I got on the phone with her and she said, John, you have to help me. We've got to raise more money for these golden line tamarins so they can breed and they can get from forest area to forest area and meet each other. Joyce, this is twelve hours before the woman passed away. Wow, that is an example of persistence that I hold in my heart today. And just as I said, Tony and Steny and Frank and all of these people who fought on and didn't lose sight of the goal and kept. Kept moving forward, and miracles happen. And uh, I tell you, it's uh, it's persistence that does it. And so Debra is is one of my heroes as well. But that gives you an example. I think it it all does circle back to uh, good hearts and uh, and good persistence.
1: Yeah, right. That's true. Well, John, obviously you are you know a great national leader, a very successful person, but. If you had to name something that you considered your greatest accomplishment, what would that be?
0: Well, uh, it would be serving uh, this president. Uh, there's no question about that, Joyce. It's the honor, highest honor of my life. And uh, I, if, if you would had asked me when I was going to Good Council High School up here in Wheaton, Maryland, uh, uh, if, it is, if uh, I could have never dreamed the president of the United States would call me on the phone and ask me to serve my country. And uh, it was the greatest honor of my life. And... Uh, I, I am so proud for what this president has accomplished, not only for Americans with disability, but uh, for our veterans community, for our military families, uh, and for our LGBT community. Uh, it is all truly historic. We're at the high tide mark. These are the highest participation levels in the history of our country. And the only thing I would add, Joyce, is uh, you know what I hope your listeners know is that your country needs you. We need your energy. We need your insight, your creativity, your vision. Don't let anyone or anything stop you from pursuing your dream of sharing yourself with the world. And we want you in federal service. The door is wide open. Uh, Please, please, please think of federal service. Think of serving your country. Uh, And uh, we look forward to uh, meeting you and hopefully tapping into your talents.
1: Wow. Well, listen. I wow. Well, this is the fastest show I think I've ever done. Um, and first of all, John, thank you, thank you. We look forward to having you on again. Uh, and we are behind you one hundred percent.
0: Well, Joyce, let's keep going. We I think we've got some great first numbers to go with. Now, now we just got to keep moving. Now that we have the needle finally moving in the right direction, as you know, and Tony knows, it was going in the wrong direction for so many years. Now that we finally got it going in the right direction, we got to keep that momentum and keep it going and keep moving forward. So uh, I'm excited. I think we can do it, and uh, and there's a lot more talent that the country's going to enjoy because of it.
1: Well, as we're closing the show here, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or someone that has impacted the life of all Americans with disabilities, and here it is. Hiring a diverse workforce means hiring people with disabilities. This should be a core objective of the federal government because it works. I have seen these benefits firsthand in government and the private sector, said Director John Barry. Thank you, John. We'll look forward to talking to you again.
0: Joyce, God bless you. And thanks to all your listeners, and, uh, and and God bless each of you.
1: All right. Hey, listen, this is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week.
0: Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters, right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.